Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the One ND Podcast. I'm your host, Vikash, joined by my co-host, Sagar. And today, we are going to be talking about the NFL season, our predictions, where the teams are going to finish, everything under the sun. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And I think we're going to start just by giving a breakdown of, you know, the Bucks, since we're local Tampa Bay fans, and then our favorite teams, that being the Colts and the Steelers. Um, we'll give more of like an in-depth breakdown on them, like like their what we think their record will be, plus uh, who we think they're going to win and lose against. And spoilers, we may be very biased on those for sure. And then we're just going to give a general breakdown of who we think uh, is going to make the playoffs, who's going to win their divisions. And this is a really interesting list this year because we're under the new CBA. So instead of your normal six teams making it, per conference there's going to be seven and that throws everything for a loop because of how many more possibilities there are for teams to enter and one of the cool things about the nfl is that there's always teams like in the run like on the edge that are about to make the playoffs and by adding the seventh seed there's going to be so many more options and like um possibilities for teams to make it so this will be this will be pretty interesting, and um, we're assuming, again, that the whole corona situation will cause some delays, but hopefully the NFL season is going to continue. Um, schedules are out, and I think uh, that's a pretty good uh, thing to have confidence in, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, it seems like Roger Goodell is not going to pause anything or anytime soon. It seems like they're trying to get it started when they originally expected to, so... We're just under the assumption that the NFL season will happen. And so why don't we start with the Bucks? How, how do you think they're going to do? How this new Tom Brady-led offense will go, you know? Let's see Let's see how the Bucks will do. Me personally, I think they're going to do amazingly. And I have them, all right, extreme bias obviously coming through. I've got them winning around 12 to 14 games with my win-loss prediction thing i have 14 actually 14 oh you have two. 14 interesting i have 14. 13 I'm not, i have okay. them 13 and 3 so we're pretty close and uh oh, do you want to see even more bias no uh, go for uh, it let, let me go through and let me tell you so my favorite quarterback of all time is drew Brees. it's been tough because i'm a bucks fan but i love drew Brees. the 14 and 2 record i have both their losses come to the Saints. are you serious yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no. Okay, so you have them beating the Packers and the Chiefs this year. I do. Mainly okay. because they play the Packers and Chiefs in Tampa Bay. They do. That's the most favorable part of their schedule. The fact that their home games are against their tougher opponents, that gives that puts them up for me personally. Okay, I, I see where you're coming from there again. So... Oh, that's where we d- disagree then. So I have them losing three games, only one of them being to the Saints. I think they let's win go. The let's go one through si- sixteen. Okay, we'll go one through sixteen. So so week one, week at one, Saints. clearly. Okay, so I think we both agree that they're going to take the L in that game, right? I do think so. I mean, the thing with that game, um, is that both quarterbacks actually, well, Drew Brees doesn't necessarily start terribly but the saints do the saints are not very good on week one matchups tom brady notoriously is not the greatest uh during week one there's rust uh and there's the fact that he's on a brand new team on a bruce arians led offense it'll be there'll be some hurdles to cross let's just say uh, so yeah i give that one to the saints especially since it's under uh drew Brees's roof so I think, yeah, I agree with you. Um, like you're saying about the whole being on a new team thing, I think that effect is going to be amplified just because we're dealing with Corona. There's like so many new um, parts and like moving pieces to this Bucks offense, including a first round uh, tackle that we drafted, who we got as a steal, in my opinion. He should have, he should never have fallen that low. So we got lucky there. But I think just integrating everyone, including the rookies with the delays in training camps and things will make it harder. And Tom Brady has always been known as a quarterback who thrives from consistency in his like work ethic and just working and practicing. And this disruption could be a fatal flaw. And I think that since the Saints 
really haven't changed all that much. They've added Emmanuel Sanders, which I think is a genius addition to them. They have Michael Thomas. Having Sanders there with him is going to be amazing. So I think that since the Saints are still pretty much uh, uniform with a few new additions, they'll be more ready to play, even though they don't start off the best. I think that difference in Tom Brady coming to a new team, there's so many new players coming over that um, they're not going to be as well polished and integrated to be ready to go by week one. So that in combination with the fact that they're going to play New Orleans, I'm definitely saying the Saints are going to win this game. One thing I will say is that I do think the fact that um, people say that the Bucks don't have the greatest defense, but at the same time, when you have a quarterback that's turning over the ball 40 times, you're just, your defense is always on the field and it's going to look way worse than it actually is. I think they're actually a decent defense, and I think that'll be a trend that'll show over the course of the season. But again, the Saints, yes, they have Drew Brees. They've got Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Cannot forget that big man, Jared Cook, and those running backs, Latavius Murray and uh, Alvin Kamara. It'll be tough to contain them, especially in week one. Um, yeah, honestly, yeah, we both agree that the Saints are taking that one. Let's move on to week two with the Panthers. What do you think? Um, yeah, again, I think obviously this is a pretty easy win for us. One, it's at home. Two, Bridgewater's new to the system. So is Brady, but we're talking about Brady against Bridgewater. So I have full faith in Tom Brady in this case. And I really don't think the Panthers in general, I know we're going to talk about these later on, but I don't think they're going to make that big of a splash this season. I very much think that they're going to go through like a rebuilding phase. Yeah, they signed McCaffrey to a pretty good deal, but they let go of a few players. A few players are moving on. Uh, one key example is Greg Olson, who's now with Seattle, which is, a, I think, a great ad for them. So there's there's going to be some changes. And yeah, I just I think this is a pretty cut and clear dub for the, the Bucks. Yeah, I think it's going to be an easy dub by probably the second quarter, let's say. Um, the problem with the Panthers is that obviously, yes, they're going through some sort of rebuilding phase. They've paid a quarterback, they've paid their running back, but and they've got a great wide receiver in DJ Moore, but they've still got a ways to go. I think they're the first ever team to spend every single draft pick on defensive players ever, which is interesting. So it shows that they know that their flaw is in their defense. They think that they can bring out the best in their offensive players currently, but that best, I don't think, will be enough to beat the Bucks, especially this early in the season. And I think it'll be a good way for the Bucks to start get the ball rolling. Yeah, and I think it'll be a good one. I think it's uh, we agree there for sure. I think uh, we move on to week three. Week three, they're going to be at Denver. Um, again, I don't think the Broncos will be the one of the greatest teams this year. It's at Denver, which is an advantage for them, but I think we win this as well. Denver, over the last five, six years, hasn't been the greatest. I do like the direction they're going in. I think Drew Locke could be a a good quarterback over the next decade, depending on how they use him. John Elway isn't really known for drafting good quarterback talent, as you could see with like Brock Osweiler and Tim Tebow, and the list goes on, honestly. So... I think they have something with Drew Locke, but again, young quarterback, start of the season, the Bucks are loaded. I think this is a pretty clear win as well. I agree. I think the Bucks easily take this one because Drew Locke is just getting started. I mean, he could surprise people, right? Like Patrick Mahomes took over in year two and just exploded. Drew Locke has the same potential, obviously not a first-round talent uh, in the draft per se, but... Uh, he has looked good, and they've surrounded him with some great talent. That offensive line is decent. Um, but I think they have gotten worse on defense. Uh, and so we'll see what happens with the Broncos. I don't think they're, they'll be that bad, but it all hinges on Drew Locke and his maturity this over this season. But he's looked pretty decent. And if he grows, you know, they, they might the Broncos might be a surprise team in the playoffs. Uh, but moving on to week four, the Chargers. I think the Chargers suck. Who's on the Chargers anymore? Their defense will carry the team, but if their offense can't score, then what's the point? They've got Austin Eckler, they've got Keenan Allen, they've got Mike Williams. Great offensive pieces. Can 
T-Rod Taylor put it all together? Is it T-Rod or Tyrod? I heard him, I heard you told me it was T-Rod before. Okay, so the Chargers are an interesting one. I've liked Tyrod, Tyrod, however you say his name. I like Tyrod Taylor since his days in Buffalo. I think he's pretty good. And he's consistently shown growth. But again, I think they have some concerns on that offensive line. It'll be his first season starting with San Diego. I mean, Los Angeles. Still, <laughs> still hard to get used to. So... And they have offensive weapons. Again, I think that the Bucs are just better talent-wise um, on offense. Their defense is underrated, so I think we could stop them. And we all we all, we know that Tyrod is, again, a stopgap for Justin Herbert, who they spent, I think, the fifth pick on. So who knows how long Tyrod is going to last. I felt kind of bad for fifth him. Fifth pick was Tua. Oh, fifth was Tua. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure when the Chargers took... Uh, Wasn't. I'm just... Maybe I'm wrong. No, no. Fifth was definitely Tua. So I'm not sure when he Justin Herbert was taken, but it was in the top 10. Whatever pick the Chargers had first, right? So, again, I don't know if they're going to use Tyrod as a stopgap for Justin as they did in you know Cleveland when they switched from Tyrod to Baker. So who knows? But, again, I think it's a pretty easy dub, especially since, again, it's at home. So that's another player, and you're traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. So, I do think Austin Eckler will make it an interesting game. I love that man. Austin Eckler is very fun to watch. I think he stepped up last year when Melvin Gordon was having those contract issues. So, I think he'll be good. Their offense is amazing. Derwin James should be back and good to go. They also have a Bosa on their line, so that's always great. They'll they'll be fine, but I think the Bucks take the dub. I agree. I agree. I don't think they have enough offense to beat the Bucks. Uh, so week five at Bears. I mean, who's uh, going to be the quarterback? <laughs> Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, Jay Cutler. <laughs> it don't matter. Bucks will have this game won after the second quarter, dude. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there. Again, this is uh, the Bears are kind of a joke right now. I like Nick Foles, but he's only really had one amazing season being the starter. What he did in Philadelphia was like legendary we all acknowledge that but he needs to show consistent um good performance after good performance in the regular season for me to be a believer and right now that just isn't the case so we'll see how he does again new he'll he'll be starting for the first time there Uh, it's a new system for him most likely although i think Nagy was with the eagles when Foles was there so maybe they'll be like more synergized than, you know, him being on the Jacks. Oh, quite possibly. But you know how I feel about Matt Nagy. That man does not know how to run an offense. That man had David Montgomery and did not use him correctly. I love David Montgomery. He's a cool guy, great running back, great athlete. But I don't know if they'll use him correctly. Tariq Cohen, let's see if they'll use him correctly. But to me, it just seems like one of those situations like a Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, or a uh, Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick type thing where they'll flip-flop their quarterbacks. They don't know what they want to do, either stick with Mitch Trubisky or go with Nick Foles because you just traded for a guy with a huge bloated contract. Do you want to go with him or do you want to see if Mitch Trubisky is legit? Did you trade for Nick Foles in case Mitch Trubisky is not legit and you want to let him go? Uh, it's just a strange situation. Obviously, I said Jay Cutler earlier as a joke. I hope nobody takes it seriously, but... Dude, uh, their quarterback situation is just crazy. And I don't, that sort of uh, questioning will just lead to an L against the Bucks. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I know Mitch Trubisky, the Bears declined his fifth year option. Is he in his fourth year right now? I don't know. So I'm not even sure if he's on the Bears. I, th- I think this is his fourth year. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So who knows, dude? <laughs> so his future is very uncertain. Them declining it clearly shows that they have no intention of paying that man in the mid-20s to start, or even just pay him just to be a quarterback on their roster. So, yeah, there's no faith with him. I think they may be onto something if Nagy likes falls. Again, like you said, he didn't really Nagy didn't really utilize the offense that well, and I think he got away with it because people were focused on Mitch Trubisky being... Not the greatest, if I put it nicely. So hmm. we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we agree. This is an easy dub for the Bucks. And I feel bad for Allen Robinson as well, because <clears throat> who knows? I mean, he'll thrive, but 
you could thrive even more if you were on a different team. So moving on to week six, this is the interesting one. The last three have been pretty much easy dubs, but against the Packers in Tampa Bay, what do you think this will be? I think it'll be a shootout. And again, I, I was like very, <laughs> I, I was a very hesitant to give the win to the Packers, but I was kind of just doing it so I didn't look like a complete Buccaneers homer, if you know what I mean. Like I was like, okay, let me be real, a little realistic here. Um, the Packers are coming off an NFC Championship game run, so I think they'll ride on that momentum. I know Aaron Rodgers is a little ticked off that they traded up to get a quarterback in the first round, um, and they didn't really get him a wide receiver. They got him a running back who I think was projected, like as like two hundred or something of all the overall prospects, and they took him in the second round. So. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Plus, the running back they took was a power running back, which I don't think is the way to go anymore. I'm really not helping my argument here, am I? But I just think that they have they they're coming off success. They are their team that's already been there, right? So this will be their second year with their offensive scheme under Matt Lafleur. So I think that they'll be a strong contender this year, and that's why I give them the dub. Simply for the Matt fact, LaFleur. Hey, Sorry. he he's he's. I mean, he's coming off an NFC Championship game run again. They got demolished by the 49ers. Their defense isn't the greatest, but I think that since they have that year under their belt, versus the Bucks, who are a newly formed team with a new quarterback who probably needs to work things out, I don't think they'll be developed enough early in the season to take on a playoff team this this early in the season. So for that reason, I'm giving it to the Packers. But again, I'm 50-50 on this. You could convince me either way. Matt LaFleur is driving the Packers into the floor by driving Aaron Rodgers out of the team. They drafted Jordan Love, really. Who knows what this matchup will be? Maybe Jordan Love will be playing. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will be on another team by now. Who knows? But I'm just kidding. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers will probably be playing. And it just seems like, to me, that the... I mean, the Patriots. Oh, look at me. Uh, the Bucks will have the edge on this one because it's home. And all the reasons that you just said didn't seem like you were back in the Packers. You seemed like you were against them. Oh, yeah. Their draft was yeah. terrible. They didn't do... They did. I give them a D in their draft because, number one, they already have a great quarterback, an all-time great quarterback. And number two, they drafted a running back when they have not one, but two great running backs in Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones is one of the best running backs in the league. Yards per carry-wise, you give it to him, that man will get yards. He'll get touchdowns for you, too. He can catch out of the backfield as well. And Jamal Adams, better as a pass catcher, but he also is not a slouch running the ball. And so, yeah, those first two picks did not make sense to me. Uh, There might be some turmoil happening with the Packers. I think they'll be good. I just don't think they'll be good enough to beat the Patriots. Goodness gracious beat Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, so again, you could convince me. I, I may be convinced. Who knows? We'll see. The one thing I know is that this year, all of these Bucks games are going to be so much fun to watch. It's going to be great. Oh, most definitely. And um, just for like speeding it up a little bit. So again, they're going to be at the Raiders and at the Giants. I think we agree that those are teams that are in the rebuilding phase, right? You never know, dude. Maybe Eli Manning will play against the Giants. Will play for the Giants. I, didn't he retire? No. Tom Brady will... Did he retire? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll unretire, play against the Bucks, and then leave. <laughs> I think he either retired or he's going to announce his retirement soon. But yeah. I like the idea of speeding it up. I agree, though. I had something to say. There was a picture that I think ESPN posted that said, 90-yard um, drive, which QB would you want to have at the helm? And I think the pictures were Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and someone else. And uh, David Tyree responded and said Eli Manning. And that was the most fire response I saw. Uh, But yeah, those two games, easy dubs. Uh, Week nine, Saints. Yep. I felt like I was giving the Patriots, I mean, the Bucks too many W's. So I say Drew Brees will have Tampa's number again. And I say he gets the dub there. So I think the the Bucks lose this one. Okay. So I think the Bucks win this one. Um, I think they lose the first game, you know, the season opener because it's in New Orleans. The Bucks are just, you know, getting started. The Corona stuff is affecting their, you know, training camps and things. But I think by week nine, they should be firmly established as one of the top 
two or three teams in the NFC, along with the Saints and the Niners. So I, I really think that this is, again, a 50-50 game. I think the Bucks win because it's at home because I've no Okay, so this is a midway point in the season. I've noticed this trend with Drew Brees. Again, he was injured last year, so I don't know how much this really holds weight. But he was showing signs of regression towards the end of seasons. I don't know if this is an age factor or what, but I think that is going to show again. I think, again, I don't know how much of a hot take this is, but I think this is Drew Brees' last season. I really do. It's not a hot take at all. Most people think it is. Yeah, you think so too, right? Even the Saints organization is pointing to it being his last season. And so that's why I think the Saints are going to come with a vengeance. They're going to come out. They're trying to win every single game. They're going to go 16-0. and I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do think Breeze will have a fire lit under him because it'll be his final season. Uh, I mean, I hope not. I hope he keeps playing. I hope he keeps playing until he doesn't feel like he can play anymore. But, I mean, I respect his decisions. I respect everything. But he's got that TV deal lined up. Exactly. Everyone, uh, The Jameis Winston's on that one-year deal. Uh, Taysom Hill effectively is on a one-year deal. Most of the guaranteed money is in the first year, but it just seems like they're going. They're they're making these deals as they come, so that they're ready when Drew Brees retires. So it seems as though the Saints are ready for him to retire. But at the same time, if he doesn't, they're gonna be great again. But I'm just biased. I'm a Drew Brees stan, and I just give the dub to the Saints this one. Just felt like I was giving too many W's to the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Again, I think the, the Bucks come away with the dub because it's later on in the season. They have more time to gel, more time to get on the same page. And again, with all those offensive weapons and it being at home, I think it's a dub for the Bucks. I can see that. I mean, usually they split the, the games. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, week tens and weeks 10 and 11, um, they play at Panthers and then home against the Rams. Panthers suck, easy dub. Rams, I think the Rams will have flashbacks and lose. They, they won't have, <laughs> they once again won't have Todd Gurley performing. Uh, and they honestly do have a decent offense going into the season, but Brady, hopefully he can score more than he did at the Super Bowl. Uh, but I think Brady and the Bucks will take this one as well. Yeah, I think, again, uh, I'm very bearish on the Rams. I don't think they're going to do much this season. They lose Gurley. Um, they trade away Cooks, right? Cooper Cup is really good. I love Cooper Cup, but I think it's going to be another year of mediocrity. I put them at about eight, nine wins, if I had to guess. And yeah, uh, dub, easy dub for the Bucks, and it's at home. All right, Chiefs. Yeah. What do you think? So the game is at Tampa, but it's Patrick Mahomes, and again, the Bucks defense is um a little bit underrated, but. I just think the Chiefs are going to torch this defense. Like, it's not going to be close. Again, the Bucks are going to put up points, It's but it's Patrick Mahomes. He's MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ. That's enough. Like, Chiefs are going to take this. I got the Bucks winning this one, giving it to the home team. It's going to be a shootout for sure, but... Oh, and I'm definitely going to this game if we're allowed to because my sister's a huge Chiefs fan. Got her that Patrick Mahomes jersey. It's got that Super Bowl patch on it too because it got delayed. I I bought it for her, what, in November and didn't come in. And then um, by the time they they were like, oh, hey, it's not coming in. I'm like, all right, can I get a refund or another one? They said, yeah, you can get another one. And then they had the Super Bowl patch one. So I ordered that one. She's got a nice little Patrick Mahomes jersey. Nice time to rep it, but... She's going to be disappointed because the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers will destroy the Chiefs. Not destroy. I think it'll be a like one-score game, but I think I'll give it to the home team. Oh, yeah. No, you definitely need to let me know because I am definitely going to want to go to that game as well. Hundo P. And All uh, right. we're going to Rest be... of the season. Rest of the season. Dub, 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 dub. Uh, Four dubs. I think we agree. Uh, the Falcons are trash. Those are two easy wins, right? Shout out to my boy, Canal. 28-3. Um, <laughs> yeah, twenty eight to three. Just to rub it in. Again, Vikings. Vikings, they don't have digs. They don't Kirk have will digs. choke the game winning drive, I think. I think Thielen will be more covered, so he'll have less success. And then the Lions, again. I don't know what they're doing. Stafford's been hurt, back injury. Don't know if he's coming back. I think he is, but I don't know how good he will be. And yeah, so I think overall we disagree by one win. I have them at thirteen and three, you have them at fourteen and two. So now, do. do you think they're going to be the one or two seed? Because this year especially, given the new playoff structure, 
the one seed is so much more valuable. Because um, the one seed is the only seed now that gets a buy, right? And Tom Brady, whenever he's been to the Super Bowl, has had a buy. So I think this one seed is really important. And I think the Bucks at 13-3 and um, will get it. Again, with my prediction, they're 1-1 one one with the Saints. So who knows how that goes. They don't play the Niners this year. So if the Niners and Bucks happen to have the same record, I don't know how they decide that, but I have the Bucks at the one seed. Well, I have the Bucks as the wild card. I've got the Saints winning the division. Oh my goodness. And the I think they'll have I think they'll have the same record. And with my prediction, they the Saints will have the tiebreaker. And so I think the Saints will get that top seed and the Bucks will be one of the wild card teams. Uh, if we want to move to like the overall predictions of the whole, uh, you know, um, league, we can do that. I've got the Bucks and Saints having close to the same record, and then deep, deep, deep behind them is the Falcons at like maybe five to six wins, and the Panthers will be bottom feeders this season. I feel because they are under a new regime. It's gonna take. They're gonna have some growing pains. I got them at two to five wins, but yes, I think the Saints will be that top seed and the bucks will be the wild card team that would be crazy and again that's not good for tom because he's never made the super bowl like uh when he's not had a buy so who knows how that'll work out he's never had michael i mean mike evans and chris godwin on the same team along with rob gronkowski oj howard all them running backs on the team this is the most loaded offense that tom brady has been in, in including the randy moss offense so I mean, yes, he is 10 years older than he was at the time, but this is a prime opportunity to show what he's worth, and I think they'll be great. I just think the Saints will be just as great, if not better. It's also warm weather, so that definitely plays a role in how people react, especially at older ages. Um, It'll be less tough on his joints and things. I know players talk about the colder it is, the harder it is to recover. So with his age, I think, again, he, he had a plan when he was coming to Tampa, and... I believe in him. So, yeah. I'll have faith. I do, too. We're fans. Definitely think they're going to make it there. So, uh, yeah, I think I agree with you on the and like the NFC South. Seems to be pretty cut and dry there. Falcons are going to suck. I don't think they're going anywhere. Same with the Panthers. It's, uh, so, how about this? We can We can go through each of the divisions, and then once our teams come up, we can go in-depth about it. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. We can do that. All right. NFC East. For me personally, I've got Eagles, then Cowboys, then Giants, then Redskins. Eagles around 9 to 12 wins. Cowboys around 8 to 11 wins. Giants around 5 to 7. Redskins around 2 to 5. I think the Eagles will take it. They've just been the better team overall. They've got Carson Wentz. They've got, they've, they don't have Nelson Aguilar, which is better for the team. Uh, and they've made some improvements in the secondary, and so I think they've they'll lead that division. The Cowboys, it seems like the they've gotten a little better, but I saw that crazy statistic with and without Travis Frederick, Dak Prescott's passing uh, uh, rate passer rating plummets, and so we'll see how they do without him. I mean, their O line's getting older, they're they're losing some pieces, and so we'll see. I mean, obviously stacked offense. That offense is incredible. I think they're they'll be hindered by their defense once again i mean they were what eight and eight last season come on they had that same crazy offense yes they have amari cooper and someone else i mean uh cd lamb but let's see how they do this season the thing with the cowboys is that they always seem to be the favorites and then they never really get there yes new regime there no more jason garrett um but i just don't believe in the cowboys really if i'm being honest I, I agree then, with you. Um, at first, when I was thinking about it, it was really a toss-up for me between the Eagles and the Cowboys. We both agree Giants and Redskins, Redskins are not going to win the division. They're going to be the bottom two teams. But then I thought about it, and I don't think it would be possible for the Eagles to have the amount of injuries they had for a consecutive season. So if they won the division with all those injuries where they couldn't even suit up three wide receivers to now, like this season. Oh, yeah. Eagles definitely winning the division. I mean, the thing is, they're in the easiest division in the league. When you get to play the Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins six times, I mean, come on, man. It's almost as bad as the uh, AFC North. But, 
I was going to say, with the Cowboys, the issue is the fact that they're paying all their... Not, it's not an issue, but the fact that they are they paid Amari Cooper, they paid Ezekiel Elliott, and then they're going to have to pay Dak Prescott. Those three are going to consume 60 to 80% of your salary cap. What team will you have around them at that point? Yes, C.D. Lamb, rookie, and he'll probably be great for a while, but there's so many other aspects of a team and you're going to have to fit that into 20% of your salary cap. That's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tall task. Like we've seen with other teams with the Rams, they succeeded when Jared Goff was on his rookie contract. They paid him tougher to pay everyone else. It's going to be similar with the Chiefs, with the uh, Texans, with the Ravens when they pay Lamar Jackson. It's going to be tough for those teams to surround them with talent. I mean, the Bucks have already, they already had everything in place. They just brought in Tom Brady. Uh, and just adding to that I mean, point, despite the fact that they brought in the GOAT, he didn't ask for an exorbitant amount of money. He's getting paid $25 million a year, which is so reasonable, especially for him, that we have the ability to afford different pieces as well. So, yeah, if they're going to pay yeah, Dak yeah. in the range of 35 to $40 million, it's not going to be pretty. But I think they made a genius signing with Andy Dalton. I think Andy... I do too. I think Andy Dalton has been underrated over the last few years. The Bengals as an organization haven't really shown a track record of success. He, he'll he get you 10 wins, and they only have him for $3 million. So worst case scenario, they could let go of Dak and draft another quarterback. I think... Was it really $3 million? Jeez. Yeah, $3 million guaranteed. <laughs> That's it. So... Oh, okay. And I think he would be amazing to come into, like... If they don't right, get but at the same time, it's a new offense, new regime. Everything is different. Yeah. So, if that is the case, that's I had that going through my mind too. Like, what if Dak is just sitting out? That's gonna lower morale. You got Andy Dalton coming in. Yes, he'll do fine. But again, that defense is still trash. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around that one. Um, but yes, Giants. Yeah, they have Saquon. They've got some good pieces. Evan Ingram. Uh, and Sterling Shepard and whatnot. Danny Dimes, year two, we'll see how he does, but I don't think they'll win very much. They're still going through their, some growing pains in the Redskins. They're just a mess. They've got great receivers, uh, especially in Scary Terry, but Dwayne Haskins, we'll see if he can make the jump, but I don't think he really can. Yeah, I'm, I really couldn't be bothered about those two teams. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's going to be a while before they're good. I, I like... You never know with the Giants. I, I like Danny Dimes. I, d- I don't like the nickname, but I like him. <laughs> I like Dwayne Haskins. Why? Because he doesn't throw dimes. He fumbles the ball way too much. <laughs> number one. True. Um, but again, they have good, solid quarterbacks. I don't know how they're going to take advantage of the fact that they're paying them rookie deals. But the one thing I will give the Redskins is that they're bringing in Ron Rivera, who I think is a really good coach. And I think he'll bring a good culture. To the organization. So with him there, I think it'll work out. Alex Smith, I have no idea what he's going to be like, especially with that gruesome injury he suffered. And who knows, maybe Alex Smith comes in and lets Dwayne Haskins sit on the bench and learn under him. So it's all up in the air. It's quite possible. But the Panthers were not, they had one good season with Ron Rivera, I feel like, and then a couple decent seasons. Ron Rivera is good. I love Riverboat Ron. He's a cool guy, but the pieces just aren't there in Washington to be successful this season. Maybe not even next season. But, you know, it seems we're in agreement with the uh, NFC East. How about we move on to the NFC North? I feel like we'll be in agreement on this one. I think, too. yeah, this is pretty cut and dry. I'm assuming you have the Packers first, then the Vikings, and then a toss up between the Bears and the Lions. I have the Lions yep, at last so. place, just because. Okay. Um, I think the Bears oh, yeah. with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is decent starter, right? So Bears have a pretty amazing defense, and their offense needs weapons, but I think they'll they'll get some wins. Yeah, I've got the Packers winning nine to eleven games. Vikings winning around eight to ten, and then I have Lions and Bears around six to eight. Uh, I do feel like I have the Lions above the Bears just because the Bears will probably trot out Mitch Trubisky at first. And then once he starts losing games for him consistently, they'll put in Nick Foles and maybe they'll start winning a few more. Who knows? Nick Foles didn't look the greatest in Jacksonville, but he was always injured. And we'll see. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry for the NFC North. The Packers will probably have a great season as long as Aaron Rodgers is at the helm. If he's not, then I've got them towards the bottom just because, I don't know, Jordan Love coming in. Who knows how he'd do? 
uh, right off the bat. Um, but yeah, otherwise, barring an Aaron Rodgers uh, trade or something or retirement or something or like injury, that, yeah. the, or injury, right? Yeah, all these are barring injury, I suppose, right? Um, yeah, Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. You've got Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. Pretty much the same yeah. thing. It, it's pretty much um, the same. I think we'll move on to now the NFC West. So, ooh, the fun one, the really fun one. These teams could be very, very interesting. Again, I, I hope we're in agreement that the Niners are number one. Would you agree? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. I am. I am a Jimmy Garoppolo stan. I have his jersey. And I wore it during the Super Bowl, and I was upset in it as well. Yeah, and another amazing thing. Yeah, they lost Sanders. That's okay. They drafted some good players. They're getting Trent Williams, right? Who's rested. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing <laughs> signing. They're Definitely. John Lynch as a GM has been incredible. There were so many doubters about him because he was a player. You're stepping into a GM role after being on TV as an analyst. And everyone was like, okay, how good is this guy going to do? But he's done an amazing job. So I think... I'll miss Matt Breda. I loved Matt Breda. Matt Breda but really I do good. think Jarek McKinnon coming back, we'll see how he does. He's not, he's a man on a mission coming back from those AC, that ACL surgery and all the setbacks. I think he'll probably try and have the best season he can, but he's getting paid a lot. So he hopefully he should. Um and then yes, they lost Emmanuel Sanders, but they got uh Ayuk, and so hopefully he steps up. But obviously the Niners are run through their uh running game and then Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really mess up in the passing game. And so hopefully that continues. I love George Kittle, love the energy he brings to the team. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Niners are destined for success again. That defense got even better, it seems like. So uh got the Niners winning. Then I'm sure we both have the Seahawks at number two. I have the Seahawks at number two, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll be around 9 to 10 wins again. Um, Greg Olson is a good pickup. He has injury history. He is getting up there in age, but I think he'll be a clutch player for Russell Wilson, probably as a safety blanket. Um, They have Will Disley, who was an amazing tight end last year, who Russell Wilson just made become a star out of nowhere. I think uh, the Seahawks are, again, going to be consistent. 9-10 9-10 wins. Yep. Uh, I think they'll be around there as well. I had the Niners with 11-14. to 14. I've got the Seahawks around 9-12. to 12. I just don't think they're as stacked as the Niners are. And I do like the uh, Greg Olson signing. I don't think he's going to be as good as Will Disley, obviously, because Will Disley is the younger guy. And hopefully he's fully recovered from his injury, but I don't know when that will be. Um, but yeah, having Greg Olson, that Greg Olson contract a little high in my opinion, but at the same time, you got to get people like that in your building so that you give your, you set your team up for success. And I'm sure Russell Wilson, obviously he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now. So, um, he'll do well on the team and the running backs will be healthy too. So that's another factor. Uh, and then three and four, I've got a little toss up there. Because I don't, I'm agree. I agree with you. I don't think the Rams are going to be that great, but I do think the Cardinals are going to take another step up. I do too. I have them at. Oh my goodness. I have them at third. I think the Hopkins signing is amazing. I think that's another completely swindled the Texans in that. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And they got rid of a pretty terrible contract with David Johnson again. Kenyon Drake was the perfect fit. Kenyon Drake was a good fit. Again, I love David Johnson. His contract not the greatest, right? So they free up all that cap. They don't. They get out of all that guaranteed money. They get, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league, and Ooh, disrespectful. he has the best hands in the league. I think we agree with that at least. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald is back for another year. Kyler Murray I mean, is an offensive. John Hopkins. Ha- he kept dropping balls last season. I will say last year it was an anomaly for sure, but just consistently over his you know career, he's been known as the guy with the hands, like Larry Fitzgerald. Very true. So. I think those will be great. Kyler Murray has proven he's good. He was Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's another year with the new coach, Cliff Kingsbury. So I think, yeah, they will be they'll be third. I think the Rams are going to regress a little more. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, they'll finish around the same amount of wins just because the Cardinals' defense is not the greatest. I don't think they've got, aside from Patrick Peterson, who's getting up there in age, uh, they don't have very many tools back there in the secondary their line is pretty decent um but yeah i've got both the rams and the cardinals finishing around like you know seven to nine seven to ten wins um if the the cardinals could break out this season though so that'll be exciting to watch 
But now, how about we move on to that division that is now wide open with the departure of Tom Brady, the AFC East. You think it's wide open? What do you think about that division? I disagree. I I don't think it's wide open at all. I think the you think the Bills run away with it. I think the Bills are gonna go away, run away with it. Now this may be sur- I mean I don't know. What, what's your opinion on the Dolphins? Because I think they're gonna be surprisingly good. I think they'll be decent. I think they'll be around that five hundred mark just because you know Tua will try and do well. Ryan Fitzpatrick fan of him, so either quarterback will be fine, and it'll be another year with the new regime. Um, They've added a lot to that defense, a uh, bunch of Patriots players to that defense, but it's still like a a growing team. I don't think they'll be very good in the near future. They're probably going to trade, uh, what's his name, Xavier Howard, and that's a really good cornerback back there, hopefully to the Steelers, because that Minka Fitzpatrick trade worked out very well. Uh, I think, I think you're underestimating the Jets, though. You think so? I don't know. I'm just not a believer in Adam Gase. Sam Darnold, he's okay. Like, All right. To be fair, okay, yes. I have the Bills winning around 10 to 12 wins, and then I've got the Jets having around like 8 to 10. So, obviously, I'm still thinking the Bills have it easily. Um, but the Sam Darnold, in my opinion, is better than J- um, Josh Allen. And mainly because Josh Allen is Josh Allen has the better tools at his disposal. Uh, I'm sure we both agree. John Brown is the number one receiver next, and then it's uh, uh, Stephon Diggs. I'm uh, just kidding. Probably it's Stephon Diggs than John Brown. I love John Brown, but Jets. Um, Sam Darnold has been more accurate. He sees ghosts or whatever, but I'm sure he'll be fine after a few. Um, and then Le'Veon Bell. I love him. I love the Bills running backs. They've got two or three good ones. I just have I just think the Jets can take advantage of this situation. I don't like Adam Gase. He's probably the worst part of the, the team. The Jets also just signed the GOAT at running back. So you have that going for you. Dude, I didn't know they signed Jamal Charles. No, they signed Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. Jamal Charles is my How is goat? Frank Gore like oh my, like respect to that man, man? He's like seventeenth season. At running back? It's just crazy. With the damage yeah. they take? That's insane. They usually last three to four years yeah. at this this point. Um, but yeah, then, actually, so I have Bills, Jets, Patriots, Dolphins. I think the Patriots will be buoyed by that secondary. And as much as Bill Belichick might want to try and tank for Trevor, I don't think that defense, I don't, he doesn't have enough pride to tank, and I don't think that defense will let him tank either. Even if Jared Stidham is complete trash, they won't trot him out with if if he is as bad as he looked. Um, they'll probably put in someone like Brian Hoyer, which is like, you know, a 500-win quarterback. And then I think the Dolphins, they've still got their growing pains. I, I agree with you. They could be that surprise team, but I just think it's too early uh, for them to break out. But the entire division's wide open. If any of the teams win, I wouldn't be surprised. Besides the Patriots, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Bills, Jets, Dolphins, they could all like take that step up have that newfound confidence now that tom brady is not in the division and try and win oh yeah no for sure and uh i definitely think that the dolphins are a little bit of a wild card just because from my impression tua isn't gonna play this year so i think it's gonna be seems like it's gonna be ryan fitzpatrick and again he can be great he can be bad I have them at around six wins. Uh, I think the Patriots will be around the four-win mark. But again, that could be blown out of the water because Bill Belichick won, what, like 10 to 12 games with, what was it, uh, Matt Castle, right? So who knows, right? I think the Yeah, but Matt Castle did perform pretty well. Yeah, so again, I think the Bills won the division. I, I agree with you, Jess would be second. Um, Patriots, are, I, I have no idea. Their team is not the greatest, but you have the greatest coach of all time. So who knows? But you have the Bills winning. Yep. And then we'll see where the Patriots do with that draft pick next year. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But let's move on. How about to the AFC North? Oh, your division. Yes, sir. I'll give you my predictions on the division, and then you can go into your Steelers uh, propaganda. How does that sound? Go for it. Okay. Go for it. So, I think Ravens will be the Ravens. They're 
great on defense. Another year for Lamar Jackson to develop. Yeah, teams have tape on him, but I think Lamar Jackson's a winner. I think he's for real, and I think they're going to be around the, I'm going to say 11 to 13 win mark, right? But I have the Steelers around the 10 to 12 win mark. So who knows? They're going to be very close, but I think the Ravens are going to win the division, followed by the Steelers. Um, the Browns really, 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 really frustrate me. I don't know which way they're going to go. It's either going to be really bad or it's going to be really good, I feel. It's not going to be in the middle. Um, if I'm being honest, who's I don't even know who their new coach is. Do you have any idea? The Browns? Yeah, I've... Beats me, dude. Oh, it's the guy from the Vikings. I forget his name. But that's the new coach. Odell said this is going to be his greatest year ever, but who knows, right? Baker... Clearly showed signs of regression last year, and I have no idea. Oh, Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski, yeah, thanks. So, again, I have no idea where they're going to be. I'm just going to say they're going to be bad, right? (laughs) Okay. And Bengals are so bad, Joe Burrow didn't want to go there. He hinted it throughout the draft. Throughout before the draft, he didn't want to be there. I think he's a winner. I think he'll change the organization, but again, nothing great this year. I'll say Browns are third and then the Bengals are fourth. And yeah. Okay. So for me, I've got Steelers number one. And then I've got the Ravens number two. Oh, wow. But I do I'm think so they'll surprised. have around the same record. I agree with you. Okay. Uh, like on my sheet, I just have them 11 to 14 wins, 11 to 14 wins each. Okay. So, you know, I, I agree with you in that it'll be close. The Steelers won, the Steelers won eight and eight with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Okay. So it all the Steelers' entire season hinges on Ben Roethlisberger, but I'll expand on the Steelers in a little bit. And then I've got the Browns around the 500 mark, seven to nine wins, and I've got the Bengals around four to seven. I don't think uh, first season of, with Joe Burrow under the helm will be anything crazy, just because that defense is still trash. Um, Joe Mixon, love that guy. I mean, he's he's a great running back, and they've got AJ Green coming back, who will probably get traded. Let's be honest, but. Um, we'll see, we'll see what the Bengals do. Um, with the Browns, you bring up great points. They added Austin Hooper, great tight end. They've got Odell Beckham Jr. They've got Jarvis Landry, great receivers, great running backs, Nick Chubb, obviously, and, uh, Kareem Hunt. The only problem is Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he is a one read quarterback. He does not really do well under pressure. And if he can take a step up, I will say, I, to, to Baker's credit, Freddie Kitchens was utter garbage. That man literally said that he did not know how to call plays, that he was still learning how to call plays as the head coach of the Browns. So if that's the case, maybe maybe Baker takes a step forward, but it does seem like Odell is not the greatest fit with Baker. And that's weird. I mean, obviously, Odell is Odell. He'll succeed with any quarterback, but I think he could be even better on another team. He should come to the Steelers. I'm just saying that'd be a great fit. Um, the Steelers can't afford him, but that would be a great fit. I'm just saying. Um, but on the Steelers, I do think they'll be pretty good this season. All hinges on Big Ben being healthy. Uh, and if I'm being realist- realistic, they'll probably go like around 12 and four. Um, I have them winning. I have them losing against the Ravens once I have them losing against the Bills and I'm sure they'll my original prediction was 14 and 2 but that's extremely biased those two losses I'll say they either lose a game to let's say the Texans or Eagles so you know 13 and 3 um Steelers have a pretty easy schedule overall so that 8 and 8 season with trash quarterbacks uh will be, you know, it's a nice barometer to look at, but also consider the fact that they have an easier schedule. They're going against the likes of the Giants in week one, the Broncos in week two. Um, They've got the NFC East, so they're playing the Redskins. They're playing, you know, and then they got the Bengals twice, which I think they'll win both games. Um, Easiest win of the season is probably against the Colts. And so, yeah, I think they're going to be at that top of the division. But that's my bias coming out. I do think the Ravens will also be great. I love Lamar Jackson. Great person to watch. I hate the Ravens. I legitimately hate the Ravens. I hate Earl Thomas. I hate Ray Lewis. That man murdered two people. 
But <laughs> Lamar Jackson is so good. He's so fun to watch that you, uh, I'm in, I'm stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place, you know, because I love Lamar Jackson. I love what he brings to the team. I love some of the players that they're signing. Um, but F the Ravens, right? So yeah, Steelers number one, Ravens number two. I think the Steelers take the division. Wow. Thank you for that extremely unbiased report. I value your respect to journalism. Um, good job. Thanks, dude. I think it's completely unbiased. I think it's all based off of fact and uh, it'll happen. Okay. Well, I think, okay, so we have two divisions left. We'll move on to my division, the AFC South. Let's do it. So, All right, and since you're going to expand on the Colts, yeah. let me just give a quick tidbit on who I think will finish where. Okay, go for it. Number one, I think the Texans will take the division. Wrong. Followed by the Titans. Wrong. Then the Colts, Wrong. then the Jags. Correct. <laughs> I think, yeah, the Jags seem like they're uh, rebuilding. I mean, I love me some Gardner Minshew, right? But... The fact that they're probably going to trade away most of their great players. They're going to trade away Leonard Fournette, Yannick Ngakwe. It, the team is in a full rebuild. They're probably going to try and tank for Trevor. I think Trevor is the quarterback of the future for them. And it'll take even more time for them to be good after they get Trevor. I think the Texans, yes, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. But De, uh, Deshaun Watson is a really good quarterback. They've got some great receivers. Hopefully they can get some people who don't just run verticals. Um, Kiki Cutie might break out. Uh, their tight ends, they use them heavily. And I do like David Johnson. Uh, yes, he's on a big contract, but I think he's a great running back. And I think a change of scenery will be great for him. Uh, I think Lamar Miller got injured. He's out for the season. I think they cut him because of that. And then, uh, I think the Texans have a pretty decent defense. The Titans all hinges on Derrick Henry. Um, see how he does. He usually starts the season slow, so I think the Titans will start the season slow and then rack up the wins after that. Colts suck. Jags suck. Wow. Okay. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that. That was nice to you, man. I said the Steelers would be like one or two. Come on. Yeah, because you're being realistic. Okay. <laughs> now let me start with the Texans, who you said are going to win the division. Completely disagree. So, like, just building out the point of Lamar Miller being injured after the season and then cut. The Texans have so many injury-prone players. It's kind of insane. So, Will Fuller, constantly injured, right? Like, he's been out so many games over the last two or three seasons. I think it's going to happen again. Um, Brandon Cooks has a history of concussion like injuries and issues. So, who knows how long he's going to last. Deshaun Watson gets beat up all the time, extends plays. He's been injured all the time. So, I think there, there's going to be injuries on that offense. That's going to slow them down. On the defensive side, you lost Clowney, right? He's been gone for a year. J.J. Watt is getting up there in age. He's also been injured. He's had back injuries before. Who knows how he's going to be? J.J. Watt is J.J. Watt, but I just, I'm just i bearish on him. I don't think he'll be that great. Their defense is pretty terrible, in my opinion. It's going to be the thing that will get exploited. And, oh, I forgot to mention David Johnson. Why do you think the Cardinals traded him? Not only because his contract was bad, he's been injured too. He had that wrist injury, which I think surprisingly put him out for most of the season two years ago. Last year, I'm not sure what the case was. So again, I think they're injury prone. I have them at second in the division at around 8 to 10 wins. I have... I've got them at around 9 to 11. So we're around the same amount of wins. Okay. I've got the so, te- Texans and Titans around 9 to 11. Colts are on five to nine, oh my and goodness. the Jags are on two oh to four. My, okay, so number one is obviously <laughs> the Colts. I'll get into that later. I'm going to talk about. Oh my uh, What do you mean? Okay, let's see. So Texans at number two. So the Titans are going to be third. I think running backs in general have amazing seasons, and then decline a little bit. Derrick Henry is great. I really love him. I think Tannehill is a good quarterback. People slept on Tannehill all the time. I said, hey, when that man was healthy in Miami, he had a winning record, right? So, I I like Tannehill. But I just think running your offense through Derrick Henry will lead to their demise. Because I don't think he can keep up that pace. He had like 350 to 400 touches last year. There's no way you can keep that up. Like, that's just physically impossible unless you take steroids. Who knows, right? And then Jaguars suck. We agree. So now, I'm going to get into the Colts. How many wins do you say they would have? Five to nine. 
five to nine. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Okay. Before I give my win prediction, well, let me just talk about this offseason and our management. Okay. We have an amazing GM and we have an amazing coach. I love both of them. Again, Philip Rivers is coming into a new team with a decent offensive line. Quentin Nelson is the GOAT. Amazing, right? That'll be great. We're bringing in um, the running back from Wisconsin, who is amazing. I think he has Saquon Barkley potential. Okay, this is how great this guy is. Along with that, Marlon Mack, amazing running back. So Rivers doesn't have to worry too much about um, just being the sole passer, right? You can run the ball effectively. I think that running back committee with Marlon Mack and their name is slipping me. I keep on forgetting. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Thank you. They're going to be amazing as a committee. Um, T.Y. Hilton, yeah, has some dropping problems. But again, he's a fast receiver who can take off the top of the defense. And then, yeah, Paris Campbell has been a little bit of a disappointment. But I think he'll make some serious progression. And then the the wide receiver we took this year is going to be great as well. Again, the name is slipping me for some reason. I should know this. Let me see if I have it somewhere. For what? The receiver we took in the second round of this draft. Oh, I remember you saying. I, I don't remember his name. I feel like, just to while you were looking it up, I think, yes, I like Phillip Rivers, but he is coming into new offense. We've both been consistent with other teams that, when the quarterback comes into a no offense, it's tougher to succeed in the first year. It just seems like a stopgap year for the Colts for me. They've got Phillip Rivers to that one-year deal, and uh, they drafted a quarterback, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they drafted Jacob Eason. Again, I was... Yeah, um, Eason. Okay, so the name is slipping my mind, but I do know this. The receiver they took isn't another slot guy. I mean, no, he is a slot guy, but he isn't another like speedy slot guy. He's like this towering receiver who's 6'4", weighs like 225 pounds. He's a possession receiver. And I think that'll fill that Eric Ebron gap, which we were missing. Um, and again, I think that's an amazing receiver. They had, like, um, from the interviews I heard uh, with the GM, they were eyeing him, and they were trying to keep quiet on him. They are really bullish on this guy. I think he's going to be amazing. I think Jonathan Taylor has Saquon Barkley potential, as I said before. Their defense is getting better. Um, Malik Hooker is amazing. Love the guy. And again, so I have the Colts at 11 wins. Now let me go down the list and tell you who they're going to lose to and who they're going to win to. Week 1 Jags, easy dub. I think they lose to the Vikings. They beat the Jets and they beat the Bears. I think you would agree. Those are easy dubs, right? The the Browns could be a toss-up, but I give the L to the Colts. I think they beat the Bengals. Again, now you're noticing that this schedule for the first, like, six weeks, very, very easy, right? You have the Jags, the Jets, yeah. the Bears, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Vikings as, like, the best of the six teams. Oh, my goodness. I did not look at their schedule. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> then they have a bye, okay? Then who do you think they play week eight? I don't know. Right? No, they play the Lions. <laughs> another oh another pretty terrible team, Okay. And then, this is where I have them losing three weeks in a row to the Ravens, then to the Titans, at Titans, and then to the Packers. Okay, pretty realistic, right? So, we're uh, 11 weeks in, and they've lost five games? Yeah, five games and they won four. They're in four and five. But then I think at home, they'll beat the Titans. I think they'll beat the Texans at Texas. I think they'll beat the Raiders. I think they're going to beat the Texans again. They're going to sweep the Texans this year. Um, against the Steelers, I give them an L, which I think is realistic. And then they're going to beat the Jags. So, I'll, let me see. Looks like I have to make a correction. I have them at 10 wins, right? Okay. Yeah. And so I think that since they sweep the Texans, they win the division. So, they're going to, they're going to win. I think they're going to win the division. I'm very bullish this year. I think Philip Rivers will come in, given our decent, not decent, our stellar management, um, our drafting. Um, we have the pieces. I, I I think we win the division. I must admit, they, the Colts have great management. 
Uh, they drafted Michael Pittman Jr. in the second round. Yeah, that's round. his name, Pittman. Dude, he's... Jonathan Taylor is a first-round talent. Don't know why he didn't go I think that was round. a steal. I, I Again, I love the draft that they did this year. Very much so. But to me, it just doesn't seem like it's a season set up for success for the Colts. I think it's a season for Phillip Rivers to come in and then show Jason Jacob Eason the ropes and then for him to take over next year and then hopefully the Colts will uh, prosper from then on. After hearing their schedule... I'll bump them up to like, I agree with you. Like you know, eight to ten wins is where I'll put it. Eh, let me just do a three three win gap, seven to ten <laughs> okay. wins, uh, just to have that under five hundred. And thing, look, I'm know? being conservative. I gave them an L against the Vikings and Browns, and those are both winnable games, especially since the Vikings game is at home. And yeah, but you also gave them the season sweep against the Texans. Ah, that's which, that's obvious. That's, that's tough. obvious, man. That's tough. Um, oh, I also gave them the season sweep. Against the Texans, because they play the Texans pretty late in the season. And I'm assuming that they're going to be riddled. You're assuming that their entire team will be decimated. I'm assuming they're going to have a lot of injuries. Like, like no joke, they have so many injury-prone players. I think it's definitely going to happen. I'm not wishing any injuries, again. Never wish for that. I'm just saying that, based on their trajectory and the players they have, it would be reasonable to assume that there's going to be some injured players on those teams. And then, well, if Deshaun Watson's about, not playing, then you're just going to get wrecked about wrecked with, uh, I think, A.J. McCarron is their okay, backup yeah, quarterback. Great. I'm so terrified of A.J. McCarron. <laughs> Alabama quarterback, yay. Um, again, the thing with Jacob Eason and Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers could show him the ropes and still lead like, to a 10-11-1 season. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, the Chiefs did that with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Like, they made the playoffs with Alex Smith, and they still decided to switch to Patrick Mahomes. Again, granted, Patrick Mahomes as you know, MVP. I'm not saying Eason would be anywhere near that level. All I'm saying is that it's possible for Phillip Rivers to put up a good season. Again, I didn't like the Rivers signing, but I think that he still has, you know, some years under his belt, and I think they could do something. Again. I agree. I think I think the Phillip Rivers will be a decent quarterback, but the difference is Alex Smith was on the Chiefs yeah, for that is true. more than yeah, one year. that's a year. fair point, for sure. I think that, again, I'm assuming that since the GM and the coach are on the same page and they know what they're doing, they wouldn't sign Rivers just to win, f- like, six to seven games, right? So I think they feel like they still believe in him. Um, they acknowledge that, you know, he tends to extend plays and that they're still working on fixing that, even though he's this late in his career. So... I have them at 10-11 wins, and they win the division. Okay. I mean, yeah, it is honestly a toss-up of a division, given, yes, the Texans, all their changes, um, with Bill O'Brien being an idiot. Um, Titans, uh, I agree with you. Derrick Henry, due for a little regression, but I do think he'll be fine. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson didn't have an issue after he had his breakout season. And honestly, Derrick Henry can get even better, considering he started the season a little slow. So... We'll see with that. Uh, I do think the Colts have a chance at winning the division. I'm giving you a hard time. But at the same time, if I want to win my bet, i got to predict for them to be a lower oh, team. That's an easy $50. Uh, I already have that in my bank. I'm going to collect interest. <laughs> well, okay. Let's move on to the AFC West then. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, Chiefs win? Does anything else really matter? See, Chiefs win. I do think the Broncos will be surprised. Oh, you do? I okay. think if... Yeah, because that man, uh, Drew Locke. what's his face, Drew Locke, I think he will be surprising. They got great talent around him. They signed Melvin Gordon. They have Philip Lindsay. They have uh, Royce Freeman, great running backs. They're emulating that 49ers type rotation. And then they've got a decent defense. I'm, they're mostly up there just because the I don't think the Raiders will do very well. And I do think the Chargers will be utter garbage this season. Um, and yeah, so I've got I've got the Chiefs around eleven to fourteen wins, the Broncos around eight to ten, I've got the Raiders at like seven to nine, and then the Chargers around three to five. I think the Chargers and the uh, Jaguars will be competing for Trevor Lawrence. Interesting. Okay. Oh man, that would suck if Trevor Lawrence ended up in Jacksonville. Oh man. We can get to see him a little more often. Yeah, but why would you want to wish that on that man? 
Man, you never know, man. I mean, the the Jaguars, they showed that they can prosper. They made it to the AFC Championship game and nearly beat Tom Brady with Blaine Gabbert, who I think is the... Uh, well, it wasn't Blaine Gabbert. Back, of course. Who was, was Blake it? Bortles. Oh, Blake Bortles, that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, with Blake Bortles at the helm. Yeah. So, you know, they've shown, you know, that they can succeed. They just got to build up that defense. And if they get Trevor Lawrence, I think they can spend the money on the defense. They need an earning back after they trade away um, uh, Leonard Fournette. But, you know, we'll see. I do think the Chargers, I don't think they'll be very good. I'm, what did they finish last season? Like seven and ele- seven and whatever. I, mean, uh, I don't know, but it was enough to get an early round draft pick, so. Yeah. Right. So they did pretty poorly with Philip Rivers, who is a good quarterback, and now he's on the Colts, who you think will he'll do well on. So like if the if everything adds up, they they regressed at quarterback, and that's the most important position on the field. Um, they've got that great running back in Austin Eckler. I like uh, Justin Jackson as well. Just don't think those two running backs will be able to carry the team to more than five wins. Yeah, I think I would agree with that order. Again. Raiders are moving to a new city, right? Las Vegas. Who knows how that's going to work out with this Corona stuff, too. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement there. Luckily, they're not a test subject, am I right? Oh, my goodness. Don't even get us. (laughs) But, yeah, no, so, I mean, I don't know if it's surprising or not, but we pretty much agree on most of these divisions. I think it's pretty cut and dry. There may be some surprise teams. Like you were saying, the Cardinals could be one, the Broncos could be one. And I do agree. Anyone in the AFC uh, North? Yeah, I think I'm a little more... I mean, AFC East, sorry. Yeah, AFC East. Yeah. So, again, we're pretty we're pretty much in agreement with most things. Our homerism shows out a little bit with our teams, but that's a given. Wrong. That's a fan, right? And, yeah, nope. I think... Uh, objective. Yeah, I think we... Our predictions were all objective. Yeah, 100%. No propaganda here. None. Yeah. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Thank you for listening to the 1ND podcast. Uh, I should have mentioned this earlier. We I'll put timestamps for all the uh, divisions uh, in the video description or the podcast description. But yes, thank you once again for listening to the 1ND podcast. This has been our NFL predictions. Follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel too. Subscribe over there. And we're out of here. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. 1ND out.